0: Hello, everyone, and welcome to the latest episode of the Nothing But Locks podcast. I'm your host, Allie Melnicki, always accompanied by my favorite co-worker, Robert Kowalski. How are you doing today, Robert?
1: Allie, I'm doing great. Thanks so much for having me on.
0: Yes, and this is my favorite time of year because it's all football talk. From now until Super Bowl, I just want to talk football. You know, we'll talk other sports as the season comes, but NFL is my passion. I love betting on it. I love playing fantasy, whether it's daily fantasy or throughout the year. So, this is my time of year. And what better way to start with our first NFL preview episode where we take each division and break it down win total by win total? And a good thing I thought we would start with the AFC East because, as we discussed on our last few podcasts, the Bills are the favorites to win the Super Bowl and obviously the favorites to win the East. So, Robert, let's take team by team and give me what you currently have as the win totals. And then we'll dissect them, whether we like the over and the under. So obviously let's go ahead and start with the bills.
1: Yeah. Let's start with the Buffalo bills. You know, they had themselves an incredible season last year. Some might even say they'd be super bowl champs if not for a coin flip Uh, in any case, you know, with, with the way they've been performing uh, against the AFC East the last two seasons. I mean, heck they're 11 and one. Uh, against their own, you know, teams in their own division, uh, I'm going to have to say they're going to go, uh, you know, significantly better, uh, you know, this year because of, you know, how much better they've gotten uh, and how much they've improved. Uh, so currently I've opened up the season win total proposition for the Buffalo Bills at 12, which is the highest number of any NFL team in the league right now, shaded to the under uh, minus 130. Uh, But the number still does hold strong at 12 wins for uh, the season win total, Allie.
0: Yeah, and I wrote this about, I wrote a blog about this yesterday. I'm all over the bills for the regular season, and I don't like betting favorites. You know, it's just a thing of mine, but I do like the bills. But betting on the regular season compared to the postseason, two way different things. I think 12 is a solid win total, and I think a lot of people are going to shy away because 12 is such a high number. But you do have to keep in mind that this is a 17-game season now. It's not your usual 16 games. And with the extra incentive, whereas the number one seed will get the only buy when we enter wild card weekend, I think that just adds the motivation and incentive to play all your starters week 17. I mean, if you have the Bills competing, competing with the Chargers or the Chiefs, or the Bengals for that number one spot, they're not going to be resting their starters week 17, knowing if they get the bye, they already get the rest. So me personally, all over Josh Allen, he's going to be a top MVP candidate. I love his chemistry with Stephon Diggs. I still think that the division under him, and we'll talk more about the Patriots, Jets, and Dolphins coming up, I still think they're a weaker division. I know the Bills do have a tough schedule. I think they're like the fifth toughest schedule but right now, I'm all over the over for this.
1: And yeah, not, not only, uh, you know, Ali, you know, do they have a tough schedule, but, you know, I've already come out with basically a, a, a point spread for every game that they play this year, right? So we could take a look at an implied record. Mm-hmm. Ali, in the 17 games coming up this year, they're favorites in 15 of them.
0: Wow. Right. It's, and so the only games Rams that they are, are not. Yeah.
1: yeah, exactly. So if you look at the first game on, uh, of the year, Thursday night football, they're going to be a, a one point dog uh, at LA Rams. And then you got to go all the way to the very end on January 2nd, when they're going to be currently at the Cincinnati Bengals for Monday night football, which is a pick them. So their implied record from a bookmaker's perspective, if we're going to be talking about season wins, they're going to be 15, one in one, just mm-hmm. based on the point spreads alone. So that's why their season win total is so high. I just feel that with what they did with their roster, Ali, you could probably take a quick peek, you know, and see for me, you know, I, I think that they've improved themselves just by swapping Cole Beasley for Jamison Crowder. Absolutely. Right. You know, so I, I think that they're still going to have a top five offense. Uh, and I, just like I said, you know, you know, they are with the highest win total of any NFL team this year out.
0: Yeah. And, you know, you were just messi- mentioning, roster additions. Even look on defense. They got, you know, the Super Bowl champ himself, Von Miller. He's right up there on the defense. They were the number one defense last year. I don't think that I, I don't think that 12 is too high of a number. Like I said, I think a lot of people are, are going to shy away from it. But the reality is the bet the t- the Bills are coming into the year on paper the best team. I still think they are the best team. And I'm all over the over for this one. Now, that leads me to, I know we'll, we're a little premature with this, but we will talk a little bit playoffs. Now, Robert, is this a Super Bowl or bus year for the Bills, in your opinion?
1: Yeah, I don't know, no, without a doubt. I, I think that, you know, if I had to make a prediction, I would probably think that they do hit that 12-win total this year. Uh, you know, honestly, you know, the bar is set, you know, pretty much the highest for them than anyone else. Mm-hmm. More the more so than even Green Bay, more than Tampa, uh, you know. But I just think that they probably have the greatest odds to make it a reality to get to the Super Bowl again. Eleven and one against the AFC East the last two seasons. You know, while their division might have seen its fair shake uh, of notable developments, you know, you know Dolphins will get to. They had a very busy off for one. Mm-hmm. I think it's just going to require every team's best on a weekly basis to ultimately you know dethrone the Bills. So I. I I think you know going over that win total probably is, uh, you know, if for me again just looking at the point spreads that you know were laid out you know for their entire year, I just feel that they're going to probably reach that number.
0: Yeah, I absolutely agree with you on this one. I don't think there's much else to say. I agree too that it is a Super Bowl or bust year. We should have seen them probably in the AFC Championship game for a second consecutive year had yeah. uh, they been able to get the ball in overtime. I think they probably could have gone and won that game, but we'll talk about that another day. But I do think that, you know, if you look at them against the chiefs, the chiefs aren't as good as last year after losing Tyreek Hill. And the bills are one of the few playoff teams that went out and said, Hey, we're just, we're right there, but we're not there yet. And getting Von Miller, getting Jameson Crowder. Those are two huge additions and this is a team it's like you look at the rams last year they're putting all their cards in the deck and you know they're they're ready to compete i wouldn't even be surprised if they do struggle a little bit at the gate if you see some trades right at the beginning of the season because they owe it to their fans that they are serious they are going to go to the super bowl so i don't think there's too much else to say i'm over the i'm all over the over i really think they'll they'll make a deep playoff run I hate picking favorites, but I do think they'll at least get to the AFC Championship game, Super Bowl. I'm not ready to give them that pick yet, but yeah, I love the Bills. And speaking of the Bills, Robert, what are we seeing? You know, in the over/under, you know, at Baldini's, at the sports book, are more people taking the over, the under? What's the consensus? Yeah,
1: currently we've got uh, about. Looks like it's a 65-35 split on the over mm-hmm. the 12 wins, over the 12. So, obviously, it lands on 12 but the push. Everyone gets a refund. But right now, uh, more, more tickets, more money is being bet over the total on the Bills.
0: And that's fair. I mean, the Bills have really become a household name over the last few seasons. They're right up there, in my opinion, with the Chiefs. Not so much yet the Patriots and the Tom Brady years. But I think that everyone, if you ask who are the two best teams in the AFC right now, at least one of them is going to be the Bills that they decide. So let's move on because you just mentioned, you know, the amount of roster moves the Dolphins did in the offseason. So right now, Robert, what are we looking at at Miami's win total?
1: Right, exactly. So the Miami Dolphins are sitting at a win total of nine, uh, shaded to the under, so minus 120. Uh, to win 100, uh, to go uh, under the total uh, of their season win total for the Miami Dolphins, nine right now, Allie.
0: Yeah, and I wrote this to my blog yesterday. A lot of people are high on the Dolphins. I'm one of the few that I am not high on the Dolphins. So when I saw nine as a win total, I know my one friend said to me, they're like, oh, they're going to get double-digit wins easily with Tyreek Hill, some of their other additions. And I said, "Mm, nah, I'm taking under on this one. I really, I just don't buy the Dolphins. I don't buy Tua. I don't think that he's going to develop chemistry with Tyreek Hill. I think Tyreek Hill is a loose cannon. That if the Dolphins don't start winning immediately, Tyreek's going to lose it. I mean, he's a guy that one has won his entire career in the NFL. Now he goes to Miami. If he can't get on the same page with Tua, who does have some arm issues when he is injured, especially, I just, I see this team imploding. What do you think, Robert?
1: Well, right. So if we just break down what they did, uh, you know, we mentioned uh, you know, tackly Are we gonna see some you know chemistry issues, of course, with Tyreek Hill? I I would probably think they've, you know, they're gonna have a long time to train with each other. So they better be in sync, you know, because he's such a great, great weapon. I mean, uh as a whole, the Dolphins you know did an awful lot of roster movement. You know, they got uh defensive end Melvin Ingram, I see here, and then a, uh, Boatload a new running, but they basically have a brand new running back room. Sonny That's Michelle, good. Raheem Mostert's in here, Chase Edmonds. Uh, of course, Devontae Parker got you know, traded away to right. the Patriots. Uh, they released Alan Hearns. So, you know, all in all, if we, again, if we just take a look at their, their schedule, Ali, I have them with an implied record just based off of a point spread of eight and eight. Okay. We're we're really right there. And I think it's honestly going to have to come down. If we had to do a prediction. So Ali, you're going under, correct? Is that what you said? All right. So you'll go under the the nine. I have to think that if we just look at their schedule towards the end of the year, good Lord. Starting. So week 13, starting December 4th at San Francisco, there'll be a dog three and a half at LA chargers plus five and a half. Then at Buffalo, at least six. Versus hosting Green Bay, they will be a one-point dog there. At New England, they're going to be plus one and a half. And then last game of the year, you know, hosting the Jets, they'll be uh, five and a half points. So that's a wicked, wicked end-to-end the year. Uh, And so they better really be loading up with, you know, some key wins, you know, early on in the season, you know, if they're planning on making the playoffs. Personally, Ali, if, if I had to make a prediction right now, I just don't see double digit wins for Miami. Right. I I don't think with the you know new coaching staff, so many new additions, you know, that really tough late schedule. I think it's going to be tough to see them get to the double digit win total.
0: When I saw how many running backs they were stocking up on in the offseason, because like you said, everyone's focused on the Tyreek Hill acquisition, but getting Edmonds, Moser, Michelle, let's not forget Miles Gaskin, who had a pretty good year last season. Yeah. To me, that says they don't talk. They don't trust Tua. They, they, they just don't. They don't see him staying healthy. I mean, Teddy Bridgewater, they signed as a backup. He, you know, he was just a starter a year ago for the Broncos until he got injured. So he's not done yet. So to me, they're not expecting Tua to play 17 games this season. Wow. They know he's going to get injured down the road. Yep. Let's, let's not even talk about injury, but let's see his performance. Can he perform? Because, like I said, with a personality like Tyreek Hill, the second he starts struggling consistently, you know, there's going to be calls to bench this kid. He's in his third season. This is kind of like where we have put rookie quarterbacks in the past. Once they get into their third season, it's kind of a make or break year for them. So for me, I don't see Tua playing 17 games. I do think he struggles. I'm just not high to it. I'd like him as a person. I just don't think he's a starter in the NFL. So yeah, if I had to guess, I think they get seven, eight wins to be generous. I think that's a good margin, but if you asked who I thought right now is the better team between the dolphins and the Patriots, ah, I'm taking the Patriots. What about you?
1: Yeah. Well, I mean, spoiler alert, you know, it, it, this is a, a, a wide receiver quarterback league. So if you're loading up your running back room, uh, I've got bad news for you. I mean, and so you mentioned, okay, so we're not going to see Tagliavoa for the entire season. So we're anticipating an injury. Well, uh, I guess we'll see Miami native Teddy Bridgewater at some point Then I wonder if he's going to make any difference. But, you know, this is obviously, you know, uh, Tagliavoa's team and it's going to have to go through him. So if they're not going to get results from him and they bench him just off of performance alone, we'll probably never see him again right so I I I would probably think if we're looking at uh you know what they're built up for and if they're planning on making a this a a running attack especially when you bring in Tyreek Hill Mm -hmm. Alley bad news and it's only July 13th
0: yeah I just and and that should be a really solid duo between Hill and Waddle like Right now, I'm trying to think of a better one-two punch, and I'm just off the top of my head, yeah, you could go Keenan Allen with Mike Williams, Mike Evans with Chris Godwin when he's healthy, but there's hard to find a one-two punch like that in the league on paper. So, like I said, for the Dolphins to be so heavy committing to the run game, that just speaks to me that they're not a high on Tua. And let's just look at even a year ago. I mean, Tua was in – Tons of trade talks trying to get Deshaun Watson. So there has to be some disconnect between management and the coaching staff. And that could be what also cost Brian Flores' job, which why you you chose to stick with Tua and not either draft a quarterback or even explore more trade options. I mean, you saw how many even quarterbacks were traded in the offseason. Matt Ryan, Carson Wentz. There's still rumors about Jimmy Garoppolo. Deshaun Watson ended up getting traded. For me, I just don't think this franchise is totally committed to Tua. Now, they're giving him all the weapons he needs to succeed, but let's see if he does.
1: Yeah, that's the point exactly, Ali. They've given Tagliavola all of the weapons, and if he doesn't produce you know, multiple playoff wins, then I have to think that this is going to be his last season in Miami.
0: For sure, and and there's no reason on paper why this team shouldn't finish second in their division. Because, you know, let's just throw out the Jets. But on paper, they should be better than the Patriots. Now, when it comes to coaching, there's no comparison. Mike McDaniel's a first-year first year head coach. You can't even compare him to Belichick. But Mac Jones did show promise as a rookie. I know we'll get to the Patriots in a second. I haven't seen that promise in Tua yet. I mean, yes, let's, let's put it this way. He hasn't been healthy enough to be consistent. But even when he's healthy, I just don't see a team that trusts him enough. You know, they're a very run-first offense, and I think they want to keep it that way. So, Robert, let me ask you before we do move on to the Patriots, is this a team in Miami that you can see we just have total, you know, chaos the entire season?
1: I think that with – again, there's just so many new pieces – on a team, and it takes a real, really successful coaching staff to put it all together. Uh, You know, the the defensive coordinator, the offensive coordinator, special teams has to be put together well. Maybe that's kind of why they brought in so many pieces to ensure that training camp is going to be uh, successful. I mean, obviously you can't uh, predict injuries, so maybe that's what they're doing is bolstering their depth. Uh, I, I have to think that with the amount of depth that they have brought in, it's going to help them at some point, uh, you know, and I guess they're planning on injuries. So I guess that's a safe thing to do too, because if you're stuck, uh, you know, a key player, you could literally ruin your team, you know, in week one, I would probably say, nah, you know, it, it, it doesn't look favorable, you know, especially with their, again, with their, their last month of their season alley, I really don't think that we're going to see those double-digit wins, uh, and it's probably going to be a cause of just—I'm uh, not going to say a, a lack of experience because they—they do have a ton of talent that's been here for multiple years. Some really great vets that are going to be put on this team. I just don't know if we're going to see the results early on. And, you know, for me, you know, the month of August is going to say an awful lot, especially in the first quarters of these preseason games. out right.
0: yeah. So people do overlook preseason game, but this is a team I'm going to be watching the preseason just to see how they gel, just to see how they react to each other. I mean, going back to Tyreek Hill, he played under Andy Reid, who does a good job coaching veterans, coaching hotheads over the years. He had a a guy in Pat Mahomes where, you know, Mahomes just is incredible. Like there's no other words to say it. So he can chuck a ball up into the air and it lands in Tyreek's arms, not taking anything away from Tyreek. Tyreek has an amazing skill. But then now for Tyreek to go to this position where he has a first year, inexperienced head coach, still an inexperienced quarterback who has yet to play a full season under center. I just think that this could be a beautiful disaster waiting to happen. (laughs) But you and I are both in agreement so far. We have the Bills over 12. We have the Dolphins under nine. So let's go to an interesting one because. Out of the blog I wrote yesterday, I had the most people disagree with me on this. And that's the Patriots. So, Robert, what do you have as their over under right now?
1: So the New England Patriots after going 10 and 7 last year, uh, we set their win total at 8.5, mm-hmm. shaded to the over, a minus a 120 to win 100 to go over 8.5 wins for the New England Patriots this year,
0: Allie. So this is where I got into the most arguments with people on this. And I'm not a Patriots fan, but I said Patriots are going to have over eight and a half win totals. Now, I'm not saying they're going to have their 10 win season, but I think they could have a solid nine wins, maybe even 10 wins. I think there's subtle changes getting Devontae Parker. You know, you get some they just traded Nikhil Harry away. So you, you give Mac Jones a little more experience at the wide receiver end. I think that even Jones, though Jones did regress at the end of the season, I think people overlook that playoff experience he had. Yes, they got blown out, what was it, 47 to 17 against the Bills. Right. But there's nothing like having that playoff experience as a rookie to, to learn from and to carry you into next season. And Mac Jones has the coaching staff. Now, it'll be interesting to see they don't have Josh McDaniels anymore. But I do think do think this team isn't going to have a big regression. I know they have a pretty tough schedule. I think they're like the second or third hardest of any team in the league. But for me, I think that eight and a half is a solid number to pick, and I'm going to go with they get at least nine wins. How about you, Robert?
1: Right. So if we go ahead and see what they did, like you mentioned, they did get there. They did get to their playoffs game, uh, albeit it wasn't uh, wasn't really close at all. Uh, but the fact that, uh, you know, a rookie quarterback's able to, uh, you know, lead a team to that kind of a record, uh, I, I think it's impressive, right? It, it's rare that you get a rookie quarterback that can, you know, you know, amass such a good record, you know, in their very first year. But we look at see what they did, Ali. You know, they lost J.C. Jackson, right. Jack Mason, uh, Winovich has gone, Ted Karras has gone. Uh, They added Devontae Parker, so they get him, you know, his wide receiver one. Um, You know, and then uh, who else we've got here? Mac Wilson's new, Jabril Peppers is new, you know, so you would think that that's going to be, you know, a a bit of an improvement on their efficient defense. (sighs) Allie, we're going to go and split the difference here. All right. I I think with the way that the team has been built this year, and what they're going to have to face in their 2022 schedule, you know, I, I think I think they're going to struggle. You know, the defense is going to be good, right? Uh, you, know, as a, you, know, the, you know, they lost their turnover machine in J.C. Jackson. I think they did get better at wide receiver, but in no other places offensively. You know, and on top of that, the Patriots just don't really have the easiest schedule. I'm going to go and think that they'll probably get seven wins this year.
0: So, when I'm looking at the schedule now, I think that, you know, week one at Miami, that could easily be a toss up. Week two, I, I think that they beat Pittsburgh. Pittsburgh has enough problems. They don't know who their QB is going to be and everything. All right. Baltimore, yep. you know, Lamar Jackson's healthy again. I think that could be a loss. So, let's say they start the year and then they're going to lose to Green Bay. I'm not even going to pick that. All right. Let's so, that's, say they, so that's one and
1: three.
0: Yeah. Let's say they're one and three. Then you got Detroit. You got Cleveland, who we, we were both kind of in agreement. We don't see Deshaun Watson starting. So let's just go with that. Cleveland minus Deshaun Watson or Baker Mayfield. You got Chicago, who still I'm not trusting Justin Fields. And then you got the Jets. So that can easily be four wins in a row right there. And then you come out with a five and three record to start the year. So you really only need then four wins. I think you could beat the Jets again. I think that, you know, I think that uh, Minnesota's in play. I think that Arizona's in play. It's going to be tough, but that's why I think they could get to that nine win mark.
1: Uh, All right, so really quick, Allie, just look at week nine. They're going to be hosting the Colts, win or loss.
0: I mean, I'm high on the Colts this year, Uh, so let's see. I will say a win only because Matt Ryan doesn't play well on the road and he doesn't play well in the cold. So if it's cold in new England, the first week in November, I think that the Patriots can etch out a win there.
1: All right. So there you go. So week 10 is a buy. So we, we, I want to split the season right there pretty much for any team. So you've got them five, no, six, six and three. Yep. That's high. <laughs>
0: it's high. It's I, I, high, but that's what I'm seeing.
1: <laughs> I've I've got them four and five.
0: Okay. After,
1: after nine weeks. I I think I think it's a loss to start the year at Miami. Uh yeah. win at Pittsburgh, loss at Baltimore, loss at Green Bay, and then three wins in a row, Detroit, Cleveland, Chicago. I think they lose at the Jets in week eight. I do.
0: <laughs> they could i mean cool. i i was gonna have them split the season with J- the jets so they're gonna win okay. one of
1: those all right there you go so right so we've got four and four and i got them losing to the colts i have four and five but that's kind of a so that's where we have it split i think right there just before the bye that that's how you're getting, getting yourself over the eight and a half uh season win total versus mine uh, to go under because uh you know t- towards the end of the year they're, they're going to have some some tough games. I mean, but I, I ultimately it's, it's going to come down to, you know, what they're going to be able to do offensively, you know, in in this offense driven league alley, you know, because the defense will be, you know, good, not great. I I just don't think that they're going to have enough, actually enough to make the playoffs alley.
0: No, I don't think they make the playoffs. Even in my blog that I wrote last week where I had my playoff predictions, I don't have them. I think the AFC is just too stacked. Yeah. So they won't make the playoffs, but when you give me a number like eight and a half, you know, that's one. It's like I could see them getting eight wins just as much as I can see them getting nine wins. I'm going to take the shot. They saw Belichick. I'm still not going to discount him. I do think that Mac Jones does, you know, he's not going to be in the MVP discussion. Let's just be honest with that. But I do think he he does improve. I know people are just talking about regression, 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 but this is a guy where, He's a game manager. You know, he's like how Jimmy Garoppolo was, but I think even a little more talent than Garoppolo with the Niners. I just think he can manage the game well. He has some solid receivers. They have a, a really solid run game. Let's not discount that. And they have, let's go back to the receiver core. Like they have two of the best tight ends in the league when healthy with Hunter Henry and Johnny Smith. So I think that Mac Jones still has a bevy of weapons he could use. And I just think that somehow new England finds a way to end the season above 500.
1: I'm taking it also. Um, I love the word Bevy. I just like using, <laughs> I don't use that
0: enough. Right.
1: <laughs> cool. So
0: that is, that's where we disagree. Yeah. So we're,
1: we're over Buffalo. We're over. No, under Miami, under Miami. Yep. Uh and now we're splitting here on the New England Patriots you're going over i go under
0: yeah we'll we'll, we'll play the tape back in uh in january <laughs> see yes. that the, that is the one thing though, i love about overs when i'm betting win total i don't really bet them a lot but when i bet win totals on the season once that team hits that over and then you could just like go on cruise control the rest of the season i love that yes so when you're at the over you're like oh, no but that's why I bet more overs and unders. Anyway, we will move on to the last team, which is kind of like the least, uh, which, I, how can I put this? The least excited I am to talk about, but that's the jets being a giants fan. We kind of look at the jets as like that annoying younger brother that we don't care about that always just seems to pop into the conversation. Sorry, jets and New York Mets fans. That's just how it is in the New York, New Jersey area. But <laughs> They did make some moves this offseason. If you read any of the tabloids, I'm actually in New Jersey this week. So, you know, reading the New York Post, Zach Wilson is all over the tabloids for stuff other than football, if you've been paying attention. I'm not going to get into the details here. But what's your take on the Jets? What's their over and under win total? And what's your first impression of them? So
1: the New York Jets, of course, after uh, last season – we open their win total at six. it uh, to the under minus 120. I have uh, a breakdown of their schedule for 2022, of course. And with their uh, odds set for their entire season, we have an implied record of three and 13. Oh, wow. Many, many, many games where they are a dog. Now, in many cases, a sh- short dog but a dog nonetheless so you know their their rosters you know you know of course they've had plenty of movement as well ali you know we've got um uh, jordan whitehead lincoln tomlinson dj reed cj uzoma uh, tyler conklin they're all going to have major starting roles on the team mm-hmm. right on you know, the opening bell they're, they're going to be relied upon very heavily also you know they, they've had You know, one of the top drafts, you know, pretty much of any team in the NFL. I was was, highly surprised at, you know, how they were able to pick up some really incredible talent as it just kept slipping, uh, you know, into their draft slot. You know, um, Sauce Gardner, Garrett Wilson, Jermaine Johnson, I think they're going to be, you know, key contributors. You know, will they be starters every game? I don't think so. Uh, But they're sure going to make an impact with a ton of starts, uh, rather starts, uh, a ton of snaps pretty much every game each week, Allie.
0: Yeah, so this is one where I saw the number five and a half in some places, and I like that number better than I like six because I think that they're either a five- or six-win team. I know you have them at three wins in your schedule, but, I mean, if you look at the second half of their season, it's it's much easier than the first half. They play New England, which, you know, we both said, I think they split the series with New England. I think they, they, they could beat Chicago, even though it's at even though, yeah, it's in New York, so I think they could beat Chicago. I think they could beat Detroit, I think they could beat Jacksonville, and I think they could beat Seattle. So and I, I think they'll split the series with Miami. So I, I'm actually a little higher on the Jets than most. I watched them toward the end of last season. I saw a lot of improvement. They were one of the youngest, if not the youngest, rosters in the entire league. I really like Robert Sala as a head coach. So for me, I'm just putting the Jets a little higher. I think that they really will improve. I think I'm not huge on Zach Wilson, but again, he has shown me some games, you know, some games he'll go and throw four interceptions and then you won't, you don't want to look at his box score, but in their, in some of their wins, he has shown me improvement. I think working with Joe Flacco as a backup is a good mentor for him. I think he just needs to stay out of the tabloids is what's happening right now. But I like the jets more than other people. You know, of course I'm not saying they're going to be a playoff contender. They're not going to be a wild card contender, but I think that six wins is a push. So if you give me the number six, uh, I'll take the under on the six, but if I see five and a half, which is where I, what I was looking at when I wrote my blog yesterday, I would take the over on five and a half because I think six wins is exactly where they're at.
1: Right. Yeah. We're, we're definitely looking at a push situation, Allie. I agree. I mean, look, Salah's definitely missing a superstar on the team. There isn't one, but the draft class could probably provide that, you know, right. we'll have to see how that plays itself out. Uh, they're going to need to pull off a few upsets this year, you know, but I think that they're going to be fully capable of doing just that. I think we're going to see some improvements on both sides of the ball. So I do think they're going to get to more than five wins this year. Uh, So, you know, six will probably, it'll be in play. That's for certain, Um, you know, I just don't know, you know, for sure where it's going to pop because again, they're dogs in the vast majority of the season, but you know, they're, they're short in, in many of them. So where are they favorites? they're favorites uh, against the bears hosting the bears as a two and a half point favorite. They are two and a half point favorite hosting the lions Mm -hmm. at the end of December, two and a half point favorite at Jacksonville for Thursday night football. Uh, You know, then at Seattle plus one and a half, that's January 1st. So uh, there's going to be some opportunities where the game could probably land close to pick them. Six, six just keeps screaming in my head.
0: Yeah. And that's fair. Like I, I personally don't think they can be any worse than they were last year when they had four wins. So five, like I said, I love, I think this five is a solid number to land on push. I think they could push the six. So for me, like I said, if you give me the number six, I'm just not going to bet it. I would lean under though. Cause I think it's a better chance they get five wins than six. But if you give me that five and a half, I'll go with the over on that one. It's funny how just a half a point can influence your betting decisions. Am I right?
1: A half a point will influence any any bet. Forget about in-season win totals. Uh, But especially here where we're looking at something, uh, you know, that's involving just such a short season like the NFL season has.
0: Yeah, it's crazy. So I guess this is another one where we kind of split because I will – I will just say, I'll take the over. I'll take the over on that with the chance that I push. So I'd rather push than lose a bet. I always say that. Let me give me my money back, than lose it. So that's that's my motto. But we are seeing, you know, what, what are you looking at, though, in terms of how the quarterbacks are ranked? You know, obviously, Josh Allen is by far your number one in this division. But between Zach Wilson, between Tua, And between Mac Jones, you know, how do you rank the quarterbacks in this division, Robert?
1: Uh, It's, yeah, obviously with the success or failure of any NFL franchise, it lands right on the quarterback. Yep. Uh, I'm, you know, fully of the belief that if I'm the general manager of a football team, I continue to use my first round pick on a quarterback until I find that franchise
0: quarterback. Yeah, I agree with that.
1: Just keep doing it. And if it doesn't work out, just keep doing it again. That's that's what you have to do until you land that quarterback one way or another. So it is, of course, Allen number one, uh, Jones two, and mm-hmm.
0: huh. This is where I, I get. I, I'm
1: gonna take, I'll take Zach Wilson three.
0: Good. I'm the same way. You know, it, it's, it's crazy. I, I saw this on Twitter the other day and I knew I was going to bring it up in the podcast. Cause it's good to talk about, but I'm with you. It's like, I, if you told me today, would you rather have Zach Wilson or to a your franchise quarterback? I would say Zach Wilson and, and and I'm not high on either of them, but I do think Zach Wilson does provide you more stability you know, I'm not a fan of left-handed throwing quarterbacks. I just never have been. I don't like to vision down the field. So for me, I'm right with you on there. I think Josh Allen is by far away the best quarterback. Probably, you know, he's right up there with Mahomes with the best quarterback in the league right now or AFC right now. So I I agree. Mac Jones number two, Wilson number three, two and number four. It's not how the division's gonna finish probably, but. I right. do think that to uh, I don't know, Robert. Do you see him as a starter after his rookie contracts up?
1: Not with Miami. No. No. no maybe not, he not, could take the
0: Marcus Mariota route, where he goes, he plays backup for a few years, and then you know gets a shot with a franchise that's in between looking for a franchise quarterback. But no, I, I don't think he's meant for Miami in the long run at all. So let's move on to the wide receivers, though, because I let's rank the wide receivers in the division. Obviously, I have Stephon Diggs is by far and away the number one. Go up there with Josh Allen, but how are you rank, ranking the wide receivers in this division after Stephon Diggs?
1: Well, my first one is to just take a look at the, the wide receiver ones, and I'm I know New England just acquired Devontae Parker, but I. I can't see him, but they got to throw it and they have to target somebody there, right? So, you know, could Devontae Parker, you know, you know, pick up 100 receptions? I pro- he probably could, but at the same time, he'll probably only get like 800 yards on it just because, you, you know, his entire game is to just, you know, pick up something right around, you know, five yards out and then, you know, scoot for eight and, you know, if he breaks a tackle, maybe you, you pick up 20, 30 yards on it. I would probably think that it's going to be boy. Maybe we can take a look at.
0: I mean, you got to put Tyreek Hill yeah, there, so, number two, just so for the it,
1: I, 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 exactly right. I, I'd probably go with with Diggs, then Hill, and then we could probably you know siphon out the rest from there. You know,
0: I mean, you could put Jalen Waddle as number three in the division. I think that, you know, talent-wise, but again, this is just talent on paper. I don't know how they perform with Tua.
1: Yeah, I I, I wouldn't know either, especially, you know, we have to see how many targets uh, Tyreek Hill gets. I would probably think he's going to get the vast majority of them. Right. Uh, you know, so yeah, let's just say, you know, easily, you know, one and 1A would be uh, Diggs, then then Hill, uh, and then we'd probably take a look at Another target on Miami or, heck, even Buffalo before we even look at New England. Yeah, don't forget, Gabriel
0: Davis is an up-and-coming wide receiver for Buffalo. I mean, people, he just had a coming-out game in that AFC divisional playoff game against Kansas City. I think he caught for over, like, 200 yards, had, like, two touchdowns. So, you know, you have a lot of up and coming guys in this division. Barrios had a nice season last year with the Jets. So I think it's I think you have a lot of good wide receivers, too, after after the big guys with with uh, Diggs, Waddle and, and Hill. But yeah, I mean, this this, you know, this division is just not I'll use the word again. It doesn't have a bevy of talent as some of the other divisions, like, you know, comparing the AFC East to the NFC West, I mean, uh, AFC West. I mean, Robert, there's just no comparison. Am I right? No,
1: of course not. No, no, no way. Uh, you know, but if, if we, again, yeah. So you're right. So you included uh, Waddle. I'll go ahead and just also just throw in just for the, you know, the four pack, give me Jamison Crowder as well, you know, and, and that's, that's pretty much it. We could tighten the bow on that.
0: Yeah, there's not much else to talk. And then we talk when we talk, we already talked about the run game. I do think that on paper, Miami does have the best run game just as a matter of depth in itself. I think that Buffalo still, you know, between Zach Moss, you know, you don't really know who's number one singletary for them. Harris, you know, he just he's so good for the Patriots. I just don't see him always staying healthy. And when it comes to the Jets, I mean, I don't even know who's on their team anymore with the running backs. Uh, Brees Hall, eh. Yeah, I I think Miami has the best run game. What do you think?
1: They do. Uh, They do. I go them, then the Patriots, and and then the Bills. Heck, Josh Allen's probably – one of the better running, yeah, that's running a good point. options of, of all of them, actually. But that's, you know, I, I'd probably give a, a soft ranking there like that.
0: That's a good point. And then obviously with the defense, the Bills, again, run away with the division, with the defense. I think that you could put the Patriots right after them, followed by the Dolphins and then the Jets. What do you think?
1: That's my ranking exactly right. Yeah, uh, Buffalo one, uh, New England two. Uh, and then uh, yeah, Miami and then New York. You know, New York has a chance of being, you know, you know, even better this year. I think that they can improve even more defensively. So maybe they end up with a better defensive score than Miami. But uh, it's you know, definitely you know, Buffalo one, New England two.
0: So before we conclude with the AFC East today, you know, both you and I agree. Bill's running away with the division. The Jets will be last. I have the Patriots finishing second followed by the Dolphins. What are you picking?
1: Yeah, no, that's, that's exactly right. Um, I'm going to go. Buffalo's one. New York is four. (laughs) Uh Uh, Miami two, New England.
0: All right. So that's where we disagree on it. It's good to have some, uh, some disagreements. So I like the parody. But right before we do sign off, Robert, I do want to ask for your advice. You know, I know for our listeners, we have a lot of experienced betters, we have some rookie betters, but what advice do you have for people that are betting win totals for the first time?
1: So, this is kind of more of a broader conversation that you know that we could have. You know, I've this is now the the 19th football season that I'm about to you know operate a, a sports book under and so i've i've seen some things and 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 heard some really great advice when you when you look to bet uh, a season win total you want to pay attention to when that number gets put out right many many uh sports book operators will put out a season win total even way before the NFL draft even happens um, and so you know th- that's part of the you know the prop hunt and and, and seeing exactly you know, what could happen to a team, especially, you know, from a trade front, we talked so much today, Ali, about quarterbacks and what they mean to an NFL franchise, uh, and, and what it'll you know directly affect their, their season win total and whether or not they even make the playoffs. So look, you, you have to pay attention to what they do in the draft, what they do during free agency, and Boy, I mean, when, when the schedule comes out, that is such a gigantic day because that's that's what we base our season win totals yep. here from from a bookmaker's perspective. So their strength of schedule is something that you absolutely have to, you know, listen to a, as many podcasts as you can, uh, you know, and, and learn, you know, learn. I, 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 <laughs> I find that, you know, I, I don't want to be spoon fed when it comes to these kinds of things, I, I like to be given advice and then have me kind of figure out, you know, which way the train should lead, you know, but ultimately that's something that I you know, really, really enjoy looking at is when that schedule comes out, the schedule, we want to go and play it right from the opening bell, seeing how the schedule is going to play itself out. Do they have depth to, you know, last the entire season? And then ultimately, you know, how does it perform to what they had as far as a roster is concerned year over year, Ali?
0: Yeah, I couldn't have said it better myself. It, it is one of the few times where I say it's not just all about trusting your instinct. You do need to do research. You do need to see where, you know, take a look even at last season, you know, for, for a team like the Jets, where they ranked, They were the one of the worst defensive teams. If not, I think they were the worst defensive team in the league. So they go out, they draft Sauce Gardner right there in the draft. So really do your research and see the areas that they did improve, where they may have digressed or regressed if they lost some players. And base it, you know, not just on that, there's a lot of things, but that's at least the number one place you got to start. You look at a team like, you know, we didn't talk about them today, but the Chiefs, they lost Tyreek Hill. That's a big loss for them. So when you look at their win totals, maybe they're not looking as sexy like the Bills that only got better upgrading with Von Miller and Jameson Crowder. So I'm going to piggyback right on Robert. That is great advice to have. And thanks, Robert. Appreciate it.
1: Of course. Thanks so much. Once again, this was so much fun, Allie.
0: Yeah. And next week we will have, I think we'll go ahead and preview the AFC North. We got a ton to talk about with the Ravens, with Lamar Jackson coming back with the Steelers and their quarterback scenario. Is it going to be Trubisky? Is it going to be their first round draft pick, Kenny Pickett? What's going on with their new stadium name? I don't know why would they would get rid of Heinz Fields. I have two of my best childhood friends growing up. Their families are diehard Steeler fans. and They did not take that news lightly of the of Heinz Field going away, at least the name. And then we also have the controversial Bengals, uh, not Bengals, the Browns, which always controversy seems to be surrounding Cleveland. And then my favorite, the Bengals. I love talking about the Bengals. I love Joe I love Jamar Chase. So I'm always ready to talk some Bengals. But before we sign off, Robert, any final thoughts? No.
1: What once again, and it's only going to get better and better. You know, we're hoping that we could provide some really great content. You know, week after week as we start to you know, gear up and just start counting weeks before the NFL season begins. So again, remember everybody, this is, this is supposed to be fun, right? You know, you're going to have to commit some time to this, listen and learn, you know, NFL is going to be, you know, an awful lot of line shopping, you know, half point, as Ali mentioned, is, is, is everything. Uh, and, And we'll be touching on all of that and you know how you could become you know a, a better better uh, as we move forward into the season uh you know coming up in september
0: love that play on words better better <laughs> that's a good one well thank you everyone it will be an exciting episode next week because i think the teams are so much more exciting hate to say it but they are they are so much more exciting to talk about than the afce so we'll, we'll see you next week Thanks so much